friends, and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And uh, as y'all know from our last episode, Penny and I have returned from Midsummer Scream. Hey. Uh, but while we were out in Long Beach, we also had the opportunity to do a few things outside of the convention itself. And one of the really cool opportunities we had was to go visit the Queen Mary. Yes. Yes. Penny, remind me, was this your first time visiting the Queen Mary? It was. This was okay. my suggestion that That's, I wanted yeah. to go. Because uh, I've always wanted um, to see the Queen Mary, and I believe last year they were still shut down. Um, yes. Because they, they were shut down for a little while um, after COVID and doing some, like, renovations. Mm -hmm. uh, but they were back open this year, so I thought that that would be a good spot for all of us spooky folk to go. And you were right. It was uh, certainly a lot of fun. It, it's funny um we i don't remember if you and i discussed this according to my mother this is my second time being there oh <laughs> i sent her a picture from the ship i was like wow look at the queen mary and she's like you've been there before i was like no yes, yes you have <laughs> um I, I guess we didn't go in but we like went and like you know walked around it and i don't remember this at all hmm. um it would have been and which is i would have been like 13 it's not like i huh. was like a, a, a baby child yeah <laughs> so, that uh, seems like something you'd remember maybe you go steal your memory of it i literally was like i wonder if my memory got wiped uh zero recollection but apparently this was my <laughs> second time first time aboard the ship it was very first very conscious cool. visit first actual uh this is the first time midge was present <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but so today we want to chat a little bit about this experience, talk about the Queen Mary herself, and uh, just kind of give you the lowdown on if this is something, you know, y'all might want to do if you're in the Long Beach area. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the history of the ship named after the Queen Mary, obviously herself. Uh, the RMS Queen Mary is a absolutely massive thousand so foot big. long ship um, hailing from England. And uh, it was worked on throughout the 1930s. The Great Depression held up a good chunk of her construction between 1931 and 1934. But she was finally completed and made her maiden voyage on May 27th, 1936. And this ship, like Penny also just said, is massive. Um, it was two times the size of the Titanic and was considered to be the absolute height of luxury. It was also very fast, uh, holding the record for the fastest ever North Atlantic crossing. Ooh. And it uh, was just like the place to go take a, a, a little cruise. <laughs> just the raddest boat out there. The raddest boat. So she started as kind of a cruise liner toting all around all kinds of rich and famous folks from Greta Garbo to Clark Gable. But unfortunately, after just three years of this, um, World War II happened and the ship ended up becoming a transport ship for soldiers. During this time, they painted the entire ship gray. And because of how fast it was, it was so much faster than enemy U-boats and things that it kind of almost became undetectable and mm. they began calling her the gray ghost Ooh. Ooh, very spooky name during the war she transported over 800,000 servicemen 
and set the record for carrying the most people aboard a floating vessel at one time at a whopping 16,683 people aboard. Dang. That's a lot of people. (laughs) That's a lot of people. Even for a ship that big, that's that's a lot of people. Uh, As the war came to an end, the ship began to transport more than 2,200 war brides. Uh, So that is women who got married very quickly before their husbands left for battle. Um, So began transporting them from England to the United States and Canada, along with their children, known as bride and baby voyages. (laughs) The, uh, The Mary made 13 voyages for this purpose in 1946. Then in 1947, she was returned to being the Queen Mary and did a few more rounds as kind of a luxury cruise liner, but eventually was retired and was sold in 1967 to the city of Long Beach, California for a whopping $3.45 million. Whoa. Whoa. Which honestly, like in today's money, I'm like, that's actually not that much for a ship. Right. I, w- I was like, that's a big, that's a, you get a lot of boat, boat for your buck. Though. <laughs> boat for your buck. That's uh-huh. going to be the new saying. <laughs> uh, so that is where she is now. She is permanently docked in Long Beach and now serves as a luxury hotel and maritime museum. So let's take a pause here. <laughs> and... Oh. I mean, we we already kind of addressed it, but let's just talk about the physical ship for a second, because two things stood out to me, which one we've already talked about. I was not prepared for just how massive a boat like no. this is up close. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I would say I've never been this close to a ship, but apparently I have. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be a lie. But my recollection is not there. And when we... I mean, because we drove up to it and we're in the parking lot. I'm like, that's a big boat. And then as we got closer to it, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my, it's arresting. Yeah, it's so big. I, so I, I have never been on a cruise. No, I haven't either. Like, so like I've never been like toe to toe with a cruise ship. Right. Um, And I think I mentioned when we were there that I, I had toured like a big, like freighter um Mm. up in minnesota i toured like a like an iron ore ship okay which was also huge but this was the first like passenger ship that i was on and it was just so weird to like be uh, this i feel like this feels like so bumpkin (laughs) just i've never ran a (laughs) cruise we're very midwestern let's put that when you get on it it's not even like you're on a boat like it's it's like a regular building building inside (laughs) no for real though yeah i had the same like wow like i'm just sitting at a restaurant on a boat question mark (laughs) right and we're like walking through all these hallways and i'm like this is a boat and like i know we'll talk about this later but like he would describe like you know having to add the railings because you know the boat moves and like people falling down the stairs because the boat moves and i'm like looking at all this stuff being like imagine all of this just like rocking back and forth and like crazy speeding through the water because this was a fast fast boat yes Um, i definitely looked at it and i was like it's like the titanic (laughs) well and and twice the size that's crazy like to think that the titanic was half that size and like this it's a big old boat y'all um so that there's that (laughs) (laughs) point Uh, one point one big boat point two architecture yes architecture Mm, art deco style art deco details 
everything gorgeous. in pristine like restored condition but not updated like mm-hmm. they they have not lost the 30s like late 30s early 40s charm of this boat yes sure. um and i i'm i mean we'll we'll get more into all the 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 different parts of the boat but like um my personal like point that really stood out to me even though we couldn't really see it was the the pool decks yeah um in this beautiful like green tile and a mother of pearl ceiling like it's just absolutely stunning yeah Um, all of those gorgeous like wooden mosaics and art pieces like set into the walls just so pretty yeah all the the woodwork in general like the wood moldings and it's just gorgeous um even and i'm sure you you can relate as a vintage gal (laughs) when he was like oh yeah the the railings are are made of pure bakelite i was like yes bakelite bakelite in the year of our lord 2023 yeah i had this you can make so many bangles out of this i I could have a real hell of a stack with this such a major stack slap the railings like this baby can fit so many bangles in it (laughs) uh yeah very very cool uh in general but that's kind of besides the point of where we're heading today because i'm sure at this point some of you might be thinking am i still listening to ghouls night in right is this a spooky podcast? <laughs> why why are we talking about a boat well let me tell you it's because much like uh, a lot of other things that are beautiful and old and have a rich history this ship is hella haunted Ooh. Uh, some actually say that the Queen Mary is one of the most haunted places on Earth, with as many as 49 reported deaths on board and up to 150 known spirits lurking on the ship. And that's just the ones we know about. Uh, and Penny and I actually had the pleasure of going on the Haunted Happenings Tour. Yes. Shout out to tour guide Bill. What up, Bill? Pour one out for Bill. He's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, but he might have been. He had very spooky spirit energy. I'm not convinced Bill was a real person, but he was That's awesome. That's true. I, I could, I could see Bill, Bill being a, a cursed tour guide ghost. Yeah, yeah. But Bill was awesome. Um. So yeah, let's talk about what makes the Mary a paranormal hotspot. So first, I want to talk about some of the the spirits that are known to be on board. The first of which is the Lady in White. And this is said to be one of the war brides who was never claimed by her soldier, which is very sad. Um, And she is often seen wherever the piano of the hotel resides. So there's this very beautiful piano um, that used to be in the Queen's Salon, which was what used to be the first class lounge. And for a long time that's where the lady in white was seen she was seen in the queen salon dancing by herself to quote piano music that no one was playing (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but now she's also often seen in the lobby because the piano has been moved to the lobby we got to see the pianos we did another very crazy beautiful thing made of like crazy burl wood and yeah gorgeous everything's beautiful um but yeah, she now is often also seen hanging out in there, doing a little dance, waiting for her love to return to her. It's very sad. Uh, the pools also, as uh, we kind of talked about a minute ago, are seem to be a general like common place f- for spirits full fully, like not just one spirit 
it's like the pools be spirit in. Um, it was interesting. They talked about, so like I kind of mentioned before, the first class pool specifically, the ceiling is completely made of mother of pearl, which is very cool. First of all. Yes. And then obviously you're dealing with a pool, which is full of water. <laughs> um, <laughs> historically. And then, uh, historically. And then underneath the boat, obviously, is also water. So both of Mother of Pearl and water are things that are kind of um, known to be conduits for spirits. And so there are a lot of people who think that basically the two of them over each other like that created more or less a portal where a lot of spirits could come through. So we see a lot of activity in the pool. However, uh, there's one in particular who seems to be the most active, and she is in the second class pool, actually. A spirit of a little girl named Jackie, who seems to be wanting to talk to everybody. She is one of the most frequently caught on camera and on EVP. So actually catching her voice, responding to questions, people hear her singing and laughing. Um, now, there are stories that she drowned in the pool during the ship's sailing days. However, um, there are no records of any drownings on board the ship. And the ship's like log keeps pretty <laughs> aggressive records <Yeah>. of any <laughs> deaths, births, anything that happened on the ship. Um, and paranormal investigator Cher Garman wrote about this and was like, there are no She's like, I think Jackie is legit. I I know she's there, but I don't think she drowned. Um, <laughs> this is... <laughs> so when we're taking this tour... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's important to note... Let me paint you a word picture. <laughs> it's important to note that Penny, in full Penny fashion, has gotten gussied up for the event and is of in the, the cutest little Michelin pit... Um, I think it's the Ghostbusters, like, Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man dress, right? It is. But it it's a little sailor out, like, dress. So cute. So she looks very maritime, very, like, appropriate for the scene. You know I got a dress on a theme. On a theme. I was wearing ghosts, so together we were, like, also a on theme. Yeah. sea ghost situation. It was very cute. <laughs> but Penny also, if you have not seen her recently, has no longer has green hair and now has this very lovely dusty pink color which when you're not in direct sunlight still looks very like light and has yes, kind of tones pale. of your your natural blonde so <laughs> we're in this room by the pool and bill is telling us about the hauntings and he's like and some people see a little girl a little blonde girl named jackie wearing a sailor dress <laughs> and like everyone on our tour just turns at the same time and looks directly at penny yes it's me the five nine little girl <laughs> i wish you would have just like giggled and run away that was... i know right i felt like i needed to do like a shirley temple like tap dance yes yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was a, a special little treat on our tour <laughs> so penny was I, dressed I'm, as one I'm of available ghosts. for future tours if you guys if you guys need, a, need someone to show up wearing a sailor dress i can leave it that. to the leave it to the skeptic to accidentally cosplay as a ghost <laughs> i'm the ghost <laughs> um but anyway back to our actual our hauntings um one thing you might notice about both of those that we just discussed is that the people whose spirits we're seeing are not people who actually died on the ship, which is uh, unusual 
for hauntings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, obviously, the kind of hauntings we're most familiar with are spirits of people who like died usually violently somewhere and their energy gets left behind from that kind of imprint. So how do we explain these events? Uh, I really enjoyed... Well, I enjoyed this whole tour, honestly. I thought our our guide was really great too about not being like I've taken I've taken ghost tours in my yeah. day. And a lot of people are like, and over here. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see a man. Like Bill was hilarious. He was like popping out from all there must be secret passageways in the show. Oh my god. Bill was popping out all over the place. <laughs> he was he'd be like, up. you guys go ahead of me. And then he'd be like, surprise, bitch, I'm in front now. And we're like, what? But he, but he would Bill. announce himself by just starting a new story. He'd be <laughs> like, in 1946. And we're like, oh my god, Bill. Um so he was awesome. And he presented everything just very straightforward. Yes. No like no fluff just like just here's the facts man here's what happened which i feel like if we're gonna get penny on board with spirits <laughs> is the way you have to present the information um but i also really loved he talked about and penny you might have to jump in here and correct me if i'm mistaken sure. i think he called it residual just residual haunting yeah it was something like that um but that also doesn't sound quite right but that is a type of haunting but anyway uh uh, residual hunting is basically where like a strong energy imprint is left in a place and of course that can happen with like a traumatic event but the way that bill was presenting it was that it like can also happen with any extreme emotion including happiness and so there is kind of this belief with people that work on the ship and uh, like people who are ghost hunter i hate the word hunter but like ghost searchers <laughs> research <Yeah>. paranormal <laughs> researchers um that some of these spirits like jackie are seen wandering the ship because it's like replaying their happiest memories kind of trapped in time and uh they even kind of mentioned the idea that like the ship herself is replaying Mm -hmm. her memories which i freaking love that theory um like like the ship's just a little jukebox full of its passengers Mm -hmm. like best times i think that's so cute um but i i was really i don't know i i i think that's a nice way to kind of look at some things that i feel like we don't get addressed very often in the paranormal Mm -hmm. community i guess is what i mean to say um but of course (laughs) there are unfortunately spirits who did pass away on the ship and are not having a good time (laughs) they're just not just straight up not having a good time. straight up not having a good time um well let's get into those first one we're going to talk about is um not great so the queen mary took a lot of lessons from the titanic Mm -hmm. and one of them was to make sure that they had ways to seal off areas of the ship in case it started taking on water and this involved a system of hydraulic doors that could seal off an area airtight in under 60 seconds which is smart and very cool yes Good idea. Uh, great idea. But unfortunately, on July 10th, 1966, a young worker by the name of John Petter was found crushed to death in door wow. number 13. Ha ha. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and our tour guide was telling us, I just can't think of anything more like 
teenage boy than this um it was apparently like common that the young crew members would play chicken in the hydraulic doors and try to like jump back and forth as many times as they could before the door closed so it's possible that petter was doing this when he was crushed to death um which isn't funny but also like yeah, play stupid games win yeah, stupid prizes definitely, definitely some teen boy nonsense yeah but several of petter's crewmates also said that they he had been asking about like where a wrench was and that they believed he had jumped through the door in an attempt to recover his yeah. tools and there are several accounts of people who have interacted with his quote spirit that have reported hearing a voice asking have you seen my wrench um so this is possible that maybe he was just looking for his tools mm -hmm. and met an untimely end uh, do you have it noted to talk about our experience of hearing this story <laughs> i don't but i wish you would tell it i forgot Which about is, it actually yes um so we we heard this story in a recreation um kind of of an engine room where they mm -hmm. had you know moved some of the historic kind of alarms and items and they had an example door um like this and as bill bill like reached a dramatic moment about this guy being crushed and like the loudest horn blast <laughs> went off outside and we all jumped out of our skins well and we were right by like an open door that went to yes. the outer deck mm -hmm. so there was no sound barrier between us no. and the horn it was like it was just right there full, full blast full and throttle we're all like ah. well what was so funny too our devon our devon our friend devon was our devon our devon was trying to um break away from the tour group at yeah, the time and was like trying to sneak out on the deck and look at that and it was like right as he got to the door that the <laughs> the thing blasted and he jumped really like i thought he was gonna poop his little overalls <laughs> so he like ran back to the group and was like that was my sign to not do that right i gotta stay with the group <laughs> that was john telling him to not go that yep. way stay uh, with your group don't don't try and get your wrench I do don't try and get your wrench. I do have a another story about this moment, uh, not about this moment in particular, but mm -hmm. so on another part of the tour, you go through this hallway where I, I guess my understanding was they have like a mesmerist or something, like a magician who does a spooky parlor show yes. in the yeah. ship and kind of like you know raises the spirits of the ship. Uh, you have to fast twenty four hours before. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so uh, first he gives you the salad. First they give you a salad. No. <laughs> um, but you go through this dark, long hallway into this kind of Victorian parlor area that they have set up in this room. But going down the hallway, they have a timeline of all yes. the recorded deaths on the ship. And with anyone who has a photo of what they look like, there's a photo of them. Um, and it's I mean, obviously, it's very, like, kind of haunting and sad just mm -hmm. to see all these people who have passed away. Um, but most of them didn't die, like, violent deaths. But <laughs> we go through this. We're looking at all the photos and stuff. And as we get into the holding room, our other friend Andrew, like, comes up behind us. <laughs> and, like, very quietly was like, listen, I know we're all thinking it. I'm just saying it. The guy who got crushed was kind of a hottie. <laughs> 
he was right the photo of him is so funny he's in like a turtleneck and bell bottoms and he's holding up a fish like it's literally a 1960s like tender profile picture of this of this little himbo it was i don't mean to make uh fun of the dead but it was pretty funny i'm I'm not gonna lie he was i mean we're not making fun of the dead we're honoring him because he was a hottie because he was a little beefcake yeah if if, if i died i'd want people to be like she was hot though (laughs) i'm gonna put random photos of you around when you die so that people can be like you know what she was gorgeous though (laughs) they'd be like she's gorgeous and you'd be like crushed by hydraulic door (laughs) (laughs) so um Outside of actual spirits who haunt the ship, there are also areas of the ship that are considered to be the most paranormally active. One such area is room B340. So this was one of the rooms um, that has kind of the most record of activity in specifically in the 70s guests started complaining that in the middle of the night someone kept knocking at their door and they would hear like the water in the bathroom turned on by itself or it was like constantly running in the bathtub a maid once had an account that she had gone in made the beds and then walked out i'm assuming to her like cart um to get fresh towels and that would she stepped back in the room all of the linens had been stripped from the bed and thrown in a pile in the middle of the floor and she was very very scared by that Mm -hmm. scared sheetless (laughs) (laughs) uh another complaint filed by uh, a couple staying in the room in 1966 nope not a couple just one person i lie don't listen to me uh 1966 a woman woke up in the middle of the night um and reported feeling that sheets were being her sheets were being pulled off of her oh yeah and then starting and waking up and seeing a man standing at the foot of her bed she screamed and pushed the button to call the night steward and the man vanished when she screamed uh now the steward who was apparently not far from the room at the time heard the woman scream and was looking in the direction of the room because obviously someone screamed um and they did not see anybody leaving the room and if you've not been on the mary or seen videos or photos or stuff the queen mary um what to me what's kind of the most spooky is like all the rooms are down their own little like corridors you have Mm -hmm. to kind of walk down probably a i don't know what like a two foot long three foot long hall um into each suite area and so like I guess point being you couldn't like get out the door quickly and like run down the hall like you have to kind of come out of an area um so yeah Stuart did not see anybody leave um and also there is a logged death recorded um from b226 which it was then discovered by the ship's historians and people that that room was later renumbered to b340 so that is one of the recorded deaths on the ship happened in this room and is marked as quote unknown causes Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, this room was not torn down that's not the word but like it was uh out of commission for yeah. a while in the 80s they pretty much shut it down to stayer stairs <laughs> yes <Guests. laughs> that's what they're that's what they're called um 
because so many people were like leaving in the middle of the night and weren't finishing their stays they were like okay we're just gonna shut it down um and then i didn't realize this so penny i'm sure you know because i recently started re-watching um buzzfeed unsolved yes because i hadn't seen most of the episodes i got i became a ghoul boys fan like during ghost files so i haven't seen a lot of the unsolved so i hadn't seen the like the lore of yes <laughs> of Ryan, the queen Ryan mary Bergara's queen mary lore yes um so i didn't realize so if y'all don't know um shane and ryan who were buzzfeed unsolved they did a stay in the queen mary and when they slept in room b340 but it's bare in the in that yeah. footage like they've completely stripped the room and they sleep on like cots like blankets on the mm-hmm. on the floor um i didn't realize that they had like gutted that room because my first interaction with this was watching mikey from glam and gore when mm-hmm. she stayed there in like 2018 probably when they had first reopened the room um, so you can stay in that room now. You can book it, and it's been remodeled and updated. Um, and I kind of, I kind of think maybe I would like to stay in there. You want to stay there? I'm pretty there. curious. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, and it was, it's really funny in Mikey's video. Uh, I don't know if they still do this, but when she checked in, there was a like trunk on the coffee table that had like a crystal ball, a Ouija board, yeah. some crystals. Like they had, they had set you up being like, "Hey, we know like, you're probably we here. here for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know you're probably here to see some ghosts." So I thought that was funny. Uh, the other most kind of haunted area of the ship is considered to be the bow of the ship. This is because this is the location where the most deaths occurred and all at once. So um, on October 2nd, 1942, the Queen Mary was being escorted across the, the Atlantic by a smaller ship, the HMS Curacao. And the Curacao was zigzagging in front of the Mary in order to confuse any like enemy U-boats or anything like that. Um, but... This boat was, I believe what I read said the Mary was 20 times bigger than the HMS Curacao. And because those two ships move at very different speeds, and we've talked once again about how fast the Mary is. And also um, that's a big boat. And it's a big freaking boat. Uh, They accidentally caught up to the Curacao and collided with it, cutting the ship in half. And that wrong. They, they did not zig or zag. And some of the men on board were obviously killed instantly by the impact. Some sank with the vessel. Um, several were thrown into the water from the collision and died of hypothermia in the water. And uh, also this make, this one makes me like, Whew! it's also believed that some of them were caught in the current of the Mary and pulled into the mm-hmm. propeller and chopped up. Um, and the Mary was a going too fast and be like the war was happening. So like the protocol <laughs> was that the ship couldn't stop to help them basically. So they just yeah. had to keep going and they called like the British guard to come help them. But unfortunately that, you know, it's the ocean. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the ocean. maybe you've oh. heard of it. Um, so it took them a couple hours before they arrived and uh, of the 430 members that were aboard the Curacao, only 99 survived, Oof. which is a rough, rough, rough amount of people to lose in one go. 
So it is said that you can hear the screams of the members of the HMS Curacao on the bow of the ship, because obviously that is where the Mary made impact with the Curacao. Yeah, I think I don't know if you have the exact thing, because I think Bill told us that it like that it would take the Queen Mary like 10 miles to stop. Uh huh. Yeah, um, that's so it is like even if they were like slam on the brakes, like it's too they're it's too not far gonna gone happen. yeah and, and they i just can't... also my brain does not like wrap around that kind of thing like yeah that well and it, like something uh, could be that big and that fast that you yeah gotta... well and i mean it's it's a thousand foot long like you can't just turn it around you no. know so yeah. yeah if you've if you've stopped like 50 feet or whatever like if yeah. it, by the time you come to a stop yeah there's just there's nothing they could have done um so very very tragic very sad um and so both the bow of the ship and the boiler room are said to be kind of paranormal hotspots for hearing the the crew. So that is what I have. Did I miss any spirits that were faves of yours from the tour, Miss Penny? Uh-huh. Or did you have yeah. any moments on the ship where you felt uneasy at all? Um, I I did not have any any paranormal experiences while I was on the ship. Um, I did enjoy hearing all of the stories uh, and the vibes. Um, I, I I feel like, so I, I sort of vaguely mentioned this. I don't remember if there was a specific death recorded with it, but just the idea that like the stairs would like end up being like 90 degrees uh-huh. in like rough water was wild <laughs> yeah there is a, a, a like a shadow man that is said to be like oh yeah that's bottom of those shadow man the, i think it's the the third class stairs or whatever they said that mm-hmm. basically yeah that he had taken a tumble down the stairs when the the waves were have had the ship like at a 90 degree angle mm-hmm. well the stairs not the ship yes. <laughs> yeah no yeah it was really it was very interesting um i definitely like enjoy hearing interesting stories from like a, a historical perspective and what kind of things people did um yes I, yeah, I very much enjoyed um, checking out, checking out the ship and, and being, being a little sailor girl and being part of, <laughs> part of the spooky Being vibe. a little Jackie. Yeah. I mean, as our, our resident believer and highly sensitive person, I, I didn't really feel anything, mm-hmm. um, which I will say, I mean, first of all, it's important to note, we took this tour at 11 in the morning. Yes. <laughs> like it's not <laughs> the witching hour, first of all. Um, but people who have worked on the ship have seen stuff all times of day um but i think maybe and that's kind of why i paused in that area too where we chatted about these residual hauntings and like positive memories that the ship Mm -hmm. may be replaying i didn't feel anything um malicious or negative because i tend to my experience with spirits is that i tend to get like really sick to my stomach or nauseous when i'm in places even before i know that anything Mm -hmm. has happened there i tend to get this like really um intense knowing and i get like sick and i never had that really on the ship i had one spot when it wasn't even a spot where we were talking about anything haunted i had one spot where i got kind of like the heaves but other than that it was a pleasant experience um so i think if you like i said this is now a luxury hotel you can just Mm -hmm. stay there so if you want to go stay on the ship uh even if you are scared of ghosts i don't think there's anything there that's like trying to attack you or kill you uh you're probably chill to go stay (laughs) as long as you don't hit room b340 um but i do think that 
it would be really interesting to get the opportunity to do some more investigative work and not just go on a tour. I would love, like I said, to stay in the quote haunted suite and see if anything came to pass. <laughs> and I think they do have like an evening more like investigating, like centric event i think like during the season though i think it's like a seasonal because on their on their website the haunted happenings tour which it looks like they do those pretty much every day it's like every hour (laughs) yeah Um, it's like from like 11 in the morning to six at night um but yeah i didn't see anything like currently in the summer that you could do like an investigative yeah um but yeah, I highly recommend that you go check out the Mary if you're in the Long Beach area, just even for like the history and the beauty of it. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, I really, really enjoyed just getting to to learn about something that old and historic. It was very neat. Yes, and we had a good lunch. They have a like restaurant and stuff. Yeah, they have, multi- they have like a good. couple little like cafes. We stopped at the Chelsea, and then there's also like a very pretty Art Deco bar. Um, on board yeah food was really good i Mm -hmm. definitely chelsea chelsea's chowder bar (laughs) (laughs) but that is uh, a little dive into the queen mary i hope this was spooky enough for you i know that's a lot of ship history but it's also a lot of hauntings so a lot of ghost uh, stories a lot of ghosts i hope you enjoyed it uh if you did be sure to check us out wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating or a review that really helps us find new audiences and lets us know that we're picking good topics to share with you uh you can also if you are not able to leave a review Uh, I think Apple Podcasts is the only place you can. So if you can't leave us a review where you listen, you can always DM us on Instagram or leave a comment on our Podbean account. Do we have a review today, Penny? We sure do. Um, So this is a review that came to us in the DMs. um, And this is from (laughs) the Nostalgia Crypt. And she says, haven't listened to the current episode yet, but I have enjoyed every one from this podcast. Between Penny's deadpan delivery and Midge's delightful laughter, you really feel like you're having a good time with some ghoul friends. They have a myriad of subjects to interest the spooky community, and you never know what they might cover next. Five stars. Oh, thank you. Thanks, friend. And if you would like to send your own Instagram direct message review, you can find us over there at Ghoul's Night in Pod. And if you are looking for me, you can find me across the web at Midge Munster. And you can find me at Penny Snark. And until next time. Goodbye.